Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. Today's November 13th, and in Virginia athletics uh, history from here forward, this will be a, a somber anniversary. Chris Graham, Augusta Free Press. Uh, a year ago today, uh, three UVA football student athletes, Devin Chandler, Lavelle Davis Jr., Sean Perry, were shot and killed in a mass shooting that also wounded two people, um, including another UVA football player, Mike Collins, who came back and um, rejoined the team in the spring and has played this fall, leads the team, tied for the team leading touchdowns with seven. Um, and uh, it's, it's you know, the, this day is is um, is a tough day, obviously. Uh, the, 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 the program um, opened up Scott Stadium today. I'm recording this close to five o'clock. The program opened up Scott Stadium for, for people to – uh, pay tribute uh, as they wished uh, from noon to 5 p.m. Uh, there's a, a nice memorial uh, on the Legends Walk uh, on the north end of the stadium where people were encouraged if they want, were so choosing to <clears throat> to bring flowers and, and cards and, and that kind of thing. Uh, and so um, this is a this is a day that I'm sure for for, you know, from here going forward uh, will be will be treated that way. Um and so uh, it's been a tough season for the UVA football program on the field, two and eight record. Uh, it's been much tougher off the field, obviously. So thought we'd certainly get into that and mention that. Um, other UVA football news then, changing gears big time and, and talking about on the field stuff and actually not even related specifically to UVA, uh, but former coach and former player Marcus Higgins uh, moved to, Mince, uh, to Penn State uh, in the offseason. Wide receivers coach at UVA under three different head coaches. You don't see that very often where a guy uh, hangs around through uh, that many coaching changes. Uh, Hagens was a grad assistant, then an assistant on the staff of Mike London. He hung around and, and stayed through the entirety of the Bronco Mendenhall era. And then uh, through year one, then of the, uh, the Tony Elliott era, the uh, wide receivers job uh, opened up at um, Penn State in the offseason and Hagens surprisingly in, in some people's minds and at first for me too and then after I thought about it not but he took the job and I looked at it at the time for Hagen he's a guy that um, I don't know well but we had the chance we we being Jerry Ratcliffe and I when I was co-hosting uh, that uh, the Jerry Ratcliffe show with with the dean of UVA sports writer Jerry Ratcliffe got the inter- opportunity on a Sunday night I recall before the 2021 season to to sit down talk by zoom with Higgins for over an hour. And I left that thinking this guy's a head coach at some point and not too far off in the distant future. And, um, you know, obviously it's the kind of thing where you have to advance. I mean, there are situations where guys uh, are, are position coaches and, and elevate to the head coach job straight that way. Um, it usually though ends up being like Debo Swinney at Clemson, where he was the wide receivers coach at Clemson when Tommy Bowden resigned midseason and was elevated to that head coaching job as an interim, had a decent end of the season. They decided to keep him on, and he won a couple of national championships. That's usually the the, the way a, a position coach becomes a head coach at the Power 5 level is, is usually through interim tags that just work out. So you kind of know that Hagens, if he's going to become a head coach, which I think is his is, – um, it's an it's an inevitability for him. I think uh, he's going to have to uh, advance, uh, and he you know he likely wasn't going to just do it at Virginia. You know he wouldn't. You, you don't. I don't know that you uh, go from wide receiver coach at a school to even offensive coordinator at that school unless you're going to be the head coach at that school. 
Um, you're not going to get a job somewhere else, uh, you know, with, with knowledge of, of one school and, and, and thus probably just one recruiting area. It's great to spread your wings and fly. It goes to Penn State, a, a top-level Power 5 program. Um, and, and this was a great opportunity, it, it would seem. Now you have to wonder. <clears throat> Penn State lost on Saturday to Michigan 24-15. The offense stagnated second time in their two losses uh, to Ohio State and then Michigan, where the offense was the problem. And after that, uh, James Franklin decided to fire his offensive coordinator, Mike Yurkich. Um, that and, and Mike Yurkich was already his fifth offensive coordinator in his 10 years at Penn State. And so now um, he's got two guys in the interim position, uh, and, and Hagens was not among that group elevated to that to that role. So um, this is a guy that Hagens is the fifth offense, uh, excuse me, fifth wide receivers coach that Franklin's had in 10 years. He fired the guy that was his coach last year, Taylor Stubblefield. Uh, citing a need for a little bit of a change because he thought the wide receivers uh, needed some work. The last year, Penn State threw the air, uh, put up 252.5 yards per game. This year, they're only averaging 206.1 per game. And you know, I'm, I've I scanned things a lot when I'm reading about these kind of things to write about. Uh, what I get is a sense from the, the people who cover Penn State regularly that they feel like that the wide receivers there at, at Penn state have been having issues um, running routes, getting open, that kind of thing. And whether it's fair or not, that that ends up being a reflection of their coach. So I hope for his sake that this move, which was clearly intended to, Hey, let's get out there. It's an elevation, um, even just going from UVA to Penn state, but it's also a chance to to build a resume uh, and, and work towards what, again, I think is an inevitability for, Marcus Higgins that he becomes a, a, a head power five coach sooner rather than later. Hope it doesn't work out in the wrong direction and lead to uh, something bad happening there for him. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Penn State's interesting, man. They they go 10 and two. It seems like every regular season, they just can't quite get over the hump. Uh, and Frank, so it's, it's one, and it's one of those things too, where James Franklin isn't going anywhere. Uh, he's got a $64 million buyout. Uh, we just saw the news with Jimbo Fisher, former Florida State coach, being let go yesterday by Texas A&M. $76 million buyout. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's hard to figure where these schools get this kind of money. I mean, at Virginia, uh, five with, with Tony Yelly being 5-15 and 15, uh, towards the end of year, too. Certainly a lot of fans wondering if Virginia's in the market for a new coach after this season. <laughs> I don't see it for lots of reasons. One of them being money. And when you owe a coach, uh, if he's, he's under contract for four more years, 4 million plus per season, that's $16 million. Virginia is not going to pony up $16 million. You got to pay that out. <clears throat> and then you've also then got to hire a new coach. Uh, Texas A&M's paying a guy uh, in Jimbo Fisher, 7 million a year. The next, I think it's eight years, uh, seven or eight years. And then they're paying another coach. <laughs> I don't see you doing it, but uh, in any, any case, um, yeah, Franklin's not going anywhere. So uh, he's, he's going to continue to, to, to tweak his offense and hope his tweaks don't include getting rid of Marcus. Higgins. that'd be a shame. Uh, switching now, switching gears from, and in, in terms of sports from football to basketball uh, preview of UVA basketball's uh, home game with North Carolina, a and tomorrow night, Tuesday night. Uh, a and T now let's, let's get this get this important fact in in there. 
the home to the largest HBCU in the United States, uh, founded in 1891. So historic university there down in Greensboro. The basketball program not doing so well. Uh, the Aggies uh, have a first-year coach, Monty Ross. They're projected to finish last in the CAA, 14-team CAA. Uh, they've already lost a couple games this year. They got blown out by Pitt at Pitt in the opener last Monday, 152. Lost the crosstown rival UNC Greensboro, 94-78 on Friday. <clears throat> now, Monty Ross replaced Philip Shumpert, who was the interim coach all last season. He replaced the guy before him had gotten fired. Uh, A&T went 13-19 last year, decided to go with someone completely fresh. And Ross has brought in all new guys, pretty much, six of the eight rotation guys uh, in that he played in each of his first two games. Uh, First-year players at A&T. Um, the two returnees were bench guys last year. Jeremy Robinson now starts uh, for A&T, the 6'6 senior. He averaged four points a game last year. Um, and then there's Kyle Duke, a 6'4 junior, who averaged 9.8 minutes a game last year. He's still getting minutes off the bench this year. The backcourt came from uh, Coffeyville Community College, both guys. Uh, Landon Glasper, the uh, shooting guard, a 6'2 guy, uh, and Kamion Shell, 5'10 sophomore point guard. Uh, Glasper has, is either feast or famine. He had 32 points in the loss at, Green, to, uh, at Greensboro on Friday, 12 of 25 from the field, 5 of 11 from three. So that, that's the, the feast. And then the famine, one for 16 from the floor, 0 of 12 from three in the loss at Pitt. Oof. Um, one of my comment in the story I wrote about this was even when the shots aren't falling, kids got confidence. So uh, he'll, he'll, he'll still jack it. <laughs> uh, other starters are an East Tennessee state transfer, six, eight sophomore Evan Joyner. And, um, I'm going to try to pronounce his name and I knew I was going to get in trouble here. Nicolaos Chikidus, Chitikudis, Chitikudis. Boy, that is, that is not good for me. Um, I usually can hear like Antetokounmpo. And after a while, I'll, I'll say it decently right. Six nine freshman from Greece. That's why I mentioned out to out to the Kupo. Uh, uh, don't expect A and T to put up that much of a fight. Kimpom.com has Virginia a ninety nine point seven percent favorite for what that's worth. Right, uh, eighty four fifty five project, projected final score in this one. The one thing to watch will be the battle for tempo. Uh, this. Uh, A&T team likes to, to push the pace, averaging through two games this year, 72.9 possessions per game. Virginia is averaging 65, which is actually up uh, three and a half per per game. It's only two games, but three and a half, three and a half per game from last year. But 65, don't worry, Virginia fans. <laughs> I'm, I'm being facetious. That figure still ranks in the bottom 10 nationally. It's not like Tony's speeding things up. It's just that the game itself is apparently speeding up some more. So uh, that game is tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Uh, NJPJ uh, game will be on ACC Network X, which means it's it's online. So if you have an ACC Network subscription, uh, you'll be able to access it. So you can still watch it on your big screen, watch on your small screen if you want to. Uh, we'll be live blogging on Facebook during the game. So if you want to join in, please feel free to do so. I'll just be kind of sharing my thoughts, observations, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, you know, getting back to football, uh, this is Monday as we're recording this. On Tuesday, Tony Elliott, the football coach, will be uh, meeting with reporters. We'll uh, we'll have some coverage from that on Tuesday and then throughout the week about uh, the upcoming game with Duke, which is set for 3, three o'clock in Charlottesville on Saturday. Plenty of good tickets still available if you want to go. I'm not recommending it necessarily, but there were, <laughs> if you want to go, you can find a ticket pretty cheap. Um, and the game is on the CW. 
otherwise, uh, and we'll be live blogging through that in addition. So we'll have some fun with that. Uh, so rest of the week in UVA athletics, then uh, I've kind of laid it out for you. We'll have the post game, and then there's actually a, a basketball game on Thursday in addition. So uh, we'll have kind of a quick turnaround. So we got basketball on Tuesday, we got basketball on Thursday, we got football on Saturday. Uh, the women's team uh, will be in action this week. We'll keep up with that. Uh, the women's field hockey is in the final four facing North Carolina. I think that's on Friday. Uh, men's soccer uh, just got note that uh, noticed that um, they have been given a bid in the NCAA tournament as a seven seed. And there's a game. I think that's on Friday as well. I, I should, you know, I should have looked this stuff up, but uh, memory tells me uh, from having seen the, the note about that today. That's on Friday, uh, a second round matchup. So we don't know exactly who yet. Uh, boy, there's a lot going on there. So if you have any questions, any any comments, any mailbag items for me to to maybe address, please email me at chris at augustafreepress.com.